Hello everyone, this is Matt Ferret, author of the Prepare for Medicare book series, and welcome to another episode of The Matt Ferret Show, where I interview insiders and experts to help light a path to a successful retirement. Before we get started, I'd like to thank you in advance for subscribing to The Matt Ferret Show podcast on your podcast platform provider of choice. If you're listening to this podcast, put a face with a voice. Don't forget you can actually watch The Matt Ferret Show on mattferret.com and on YouTube. Just search for The Matt Ferret Show. I'd also very much appreciate it if you'd subscribe, follow, and like wherever you're seeing or hearing this. Thank you. My guest today is Paul Rooney, and he's an executive vice president at AlloCare. AlloCare creates devices for caregivers to keep tabs on loved ones from afar. Remember the Help Me I've Fallen and I Can't Get Up commercials? Somebody falls, they hit a button on an ugly necklace or a bracelet to talk to somebody, and the ambulance shows up. Of course you remember those commercials. We all remember those. Simultaneously, one of the worst and best TV commercials of all time, all at the same time. Horrible, but catchy. You get the point. Memory jogged? Good. Well, this isn't that. Paul says there's a better way, and AlloCare has created it. AlloCare is a medical alert system that's voice-activated, radar-activated fall prevention, motion activity monitoring, and adds in environmental monitoring, air conditioning, and air quality all in one. To top it off, it's got a cell connection that allows loved ones to communicate and check in on mom and dad even if they don't have a cell phone or a landline. Enjoy. Paul, welcome to the show. Hey, Matt. Great to be here. Appreciate uh, you having me. Always good to uh, talk to you. Yep. Nice to see you. Hey, all right. So let's get this started. Let's start off with uh, what you do, uh, whereabouts do you live, and how do you help people? Got it. Okay. A lot, a lot there. Yep. So uh, let's start with the easy part. Okay. Where do I live? I'm in the uh, Phoenix area. Been out here now 25 years. Oh, my gosh. What a change you've seen. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, but it's been great. It's changed a lot, but it's uh, it's a good place to be. Uh, recently uh, made a career move, actually. So so actually backing up, I'm a primary caregiver for my mom, okay, lives by herself. And um, even though she's literally two miles down the road, Matt, I've struggled over the years with just having peace of mind that she's okay, especially when I, in the, in the old days, if you can remember them of traveling, getting on an airplane every week and going somewhere, right? Yep, yep. yep. The good old days, uh, especially then, it was just, it was really hard for me kind of go out, go throughout my day and, and have that peace of mind that my mom's okay, knowing she's living by herself and she's had some, some issues kind of over the years. So um, after 16 wonderful years of the company, I decided to make a move to a technology startup in the caregiver space, okay, that's got a solution of technology innovation for the elderly and their caregivers, people like me struggling with that peace of mind. Uh, so I joined uh, Aloe Care back in uh, about a year ago, actually. It's coming up on a year. It's been an awesome year. And, and we're just trying to really two things we talk about a lot as, as uh, to your question about how are we helping. We talk about trying to improve the quality of life for the elderly, particularly those people that um, live alone, um, dealing with chronic conditions, uh, homebound, et cetera. How do we improve their quality of life? And then on the other side of that, at the same time, why do we, how do we provide peace of mind to their caregivers, their family and loved ones, not necessarily the professional caregivers, 
but more the family and loved ones. And, and again, that peace of mind, like I, like I struggled with over the years. So that's what we're trying to do. That's how we're trying to change the world. That's how we're trying to help people. And uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. And it's something, again, I'm very passionate about because I've lived this and lived the struggles of, you know, being that primary caregiver. Yeah, I saw a line that you had online. Uh, you mentioned you joined them several months ago after a long time in different healthcare related industries. And I think your line is simply put, we want to transform the future of in-home care for the elderly and their caregivers. And then so you're a caregiver for your mom and you have been. How did that impact? Tell a story about that and, um, and how that really kind of mattered uh, in your journey to figuring out you know, where the caregiver works in the home and how that uh, relates to, to your mom and, and uh, what kind of gaps are there out there uh, right now that you're trying to solve? Yeah, you know, uh, a few thoughts there, Matt. That's a great question. Um, you know, first of all, the good news is, well, I, I, I guess that's not putting it the right way, but, but we are seeing recently an acceleration of uh, technology, digital solutions focused on the home, right? So there's this realization, this acceleration around the home as the center of care. And how do we use technology to, to help with that? Again, the quality of life, the, the, the peace of mind that, that comes with that. Um, so that's good. That's kind of macro level what's going on in the uh, industry right now. You know, personally, over the years, I've struggled with, with a couple of things. And, and, and I think anybody that's out there listening to this, that's that primary caregiver, they're going to relate to this. So it's something as simple as trying to get a hold of my mom, okay? Just giving her a call, touching base with her. Sure. Typically, what would happen is the landline, it's not hung up. I get the fast, busy signal or it's not charged or she doesn't know where it is, right? Yeah. Useless. Um, cell phone, forget it. I, I think it's lost, you know, many months ago. So that's not a way to get a hold of it. Now, I, luckily, I, I, always said, I always say my, my mom's cell phone is basically a pager from the late 80s. Yeah, hey, exactly. You, exactly. you call it and then you just, no one ever picks up. You just, uh, they, you know, she notices or something happens. And then, I don't know, two minutes, two years later, she'll call me back. That's that's exactly right. And, and then if you leave a message, forget it. My mom's never checking that answer machine. So I just struggled with that. And, and thankfully, I could get in the car and be over there in a few minutes and knock on the door and be like, Mom, I'm trying to you know, answer your phone. What's going on? Right. Um, but others aren't, aren't uh, as fortunate. So just that, that kind of engagement, that communication I struggled with, with over the years. And then, and then, frankly, the other thing that I've really experienced um, as a caregiver myself, and, and we hear this every day um, from, from caregivers, is, you know, that 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 my mom, that elderly person, your loved one doesn't want to be a burden. Okay. She doesn't want to pick up the phone and call me and say, Paul, you know, take the trash out or Paul, can you get my mail today? Cause I'm, I'm not feeling very good. And I don't want to walk out to the mailbox. Um, they don't want to be a burden. Okay. They don't want to feel old. We can talk about that a little bit too. They don't want to feel old, but they definitely don't want to be a burden. And I'll, I'll tell you a true story, Matt. Uh, again, Phoenix area, right? Summers, you've experienced it. Yeah. Hot, terrible, right? This is a couple of summers ago. I'm traveling. Um, my mom's AC goes out. Okay. She doesn't pick up the phone and call me. She knows I'm busy. I'm traveling. Doesn't want to be that burden, right? Doesn't call me. So a couple of days later, I'm back in town. I go over to the, to the house. It's 90 plus degrees in there. I'm like, mom, what is going on? She is dehydrated. We're taking a trip to the ER, right? Um, didn't want to call me. Didn't want to be a burden. Suffered through it. Um, and, 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 those are the sorts of experiences where I'm like, wow, there's got to be a better way to do this. There's got to be some technology, some innovation to, to help me, again, peace of mind and quality of life for my mom's to, to help her on our side 
Um, and these are some of the things we're, we're working on. So you are two miles from your mom's house, but what your company does is make sure that I'm, I'm 12 hours from my mom in a car. Um, walk me through the product, walk me through what it does, what, what it can do and what can it do for, you know, a guy like me or someone in our audience who's away from mom or dad or someone they love um, and they want to keep tabs on them or help them from afar. They just don't know how to do it. Walk me through that. Yeah. So, so what's interesting right, with COVID is even though I'm a couple of miles from my mom, we all became remote caregivers to one degree or another because we just weren't going in the home like we, like we used to for, for all the obvious, obvious reasons. Uh, so that was one of the uh, accelerators to what we were doing too. So, so within that, what we said is, okay, how do we have something in the elderly's home that's going to make them feel safe, but also really helps them with communication and engagement with, with their loved ones. Um, so we took really as our base, uh, we'll all smile at this, the old help I've fallen and I can't get up, right? We took that and said, listen, there is a need for that. And my mom had, had that uh, and, and thankfully wore a button and fell at the mailbox one night and was able to push that button and the paramedic showed up and thank goodness they did it. It saved our life. But we looked at that and said, there's gotta be a better way to do that where maybe you don't need to wear that button because the data would show 20, 25% of people never wear that button. They're given the system and they don't, they put it in a drawer somewhere. I don't think they, I'd want to wear it. Yeah, I mean, didn't it look like an old librarian thing from the from elementary school? Yeah. It'll make me feel old. So yeah, said, there's gotta be a better way to do that. So our system is voice first. You don't need to wear that button. If you need help in emergency, you reach out verbally. Uh, it'll trigger it. We've got some radar devices that'll automatically detect the fall. So we've really tried to bring some new technology and innovation to that space. So we use that PERS, Personal Emergency Response System, as our base, but then we built on top of that. Environmental monitoring, I touched on it with the AC, right? Air temperature, air quality. How's the home? Is it a safe environment for your loved one to be in? Okay, let's, let's start there. Kind of basic stuff. And then the motion activity. And that's not about you know, what my mom's doing. It's just how she's doing. And if she's up and about doing her daily routines, great. I know that if there was an anomaly, the data is going to catch that, the machine learning, and, and it can alert me. Mom's you know, not, not uh, moving around the house like she normally does on a Monday, right? Mom spent a lot more time in the, in the bedroom this week than typical. And that's all about, again, how she's doing, not what she's doing, and using data to proactively identify potential health status, health issues uh, before they turn into something more serious. So how does that happen? You've got, do you, you have little devices all over the house? Do you have trackers? Are they wearables? Do they integrate with a, with a watch? Is it a sticker? What is it? How do you yeah. do this? That's a great question. So we, we've tried to minimize really and stay away from wearables because again, people just don't want to wear uh, these things for the most part. So uh, we have uh, a couple of devices that are placed strategically in the home that capture that motion and environmental data. So no, no need to wear uh, anything. And that's how we're capturing the data. And then on the back end, the machine learning is comparing like day to like day and understanding what those habits and routines are. And you know what, hopefully it just sits in the background and you never use it, right? It just sits there on the coffee table, great. Um, uh, but it's providing that, that peace of mind, that quality of, of life and, and safety aspects for, for the senior. But then what we did also, we built on top of that communication. So it's like a big cell phone. So it's very simple for my mom to push the speed dial button. It comes right to me. It get, pops me alert. Hey, mom wants you to give her a call, check in with her. And I call her right back to the, what we call our hub. And we have a communication right through the hub. It auto answers. I don't have to worry about where her landline is, where her cell phone is. 
it's right through the hub and we can have a conversation to that. So it just makes that communication engagement that much easier. If someone has got a, you know, another, a couple of siblings, can you share, uh, how does that work? That's a super, super question. So thankfully, yes, I've got a brother, right? Uh, now he is in uh, Virginia, so far away. Uh, but what we realize is there's this caregiver circle and it could be other siblings, right. could be neighbors, right? Other loved right. ones. So yes, we build that into the app that we provide to those caregivers. So you can, everybody can see exactly what's going on. Everybody can see who's talked to, in my case, mom most recently, how mom's doing, and it's all tracked there in one centralized location. So everybody's seeing the same thing. Yeah, that's important. Tell me a little bit more about what it does. So you mentioned it, uh, air quality, sounds like air quality, heat, uh, yeah. movement, yeah. Uh, fall prevention, you mentioned. Yes. Um, and then immediate contact with, with caregivers or loved ones. Uh, yeah. What am I missing? Then that communication aspect, so that speed dial right to right to a caregiver. Um, that's that's a key feature, and we're seeing that's where, uh, especially with COVID, people not coming into home, social isolation, all those concerns. Right, we we're right. all reading about the mental health aspect of this pandemic. Um, the fact that we make it easy for the elderly to reach out to their loved ones, they really they're really grasping uh, onto that and using it uh, for that feature. What do people ask you? I mean, I'm sitting here thinking um, this might be good for my mom. Um, but like you said, she might say, I'm not old. Get out of here, Matt. Uh, yeah. Leave me alone. I got a cell phone. I know how to handle it. Uh, uh, to someone like that, you know, who maybe um, maybe you notice, yeah. but they don't and they don't want that, you know, you know, help. What is it? The uh, I know I, I'm, again, I'm dating myself of help. I'm falling and I can't get up. They, they don't want that. So right. how do you get past uh, someone who, yeah, who may not necessarily feel like they want it? Um, what 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 else could it be? Just a home monitoring piece, or how does that? How, do, how have you heard stories of that happen? It, it it started with how we approached this from the very beginning and the research we did with the elderly and their caregivers uh, about what features would they embrace, what features would they use, but something quite as sim simple as what does it need to look like. So one of our original prototypes had the typical big red help emergency button, right? And we took that out and they're like, elderly, like, really? It has to be red and this big embarrassing button? Can't you, I mean, come on. So we said, you know what, you're right. It doesn't have to look like that. Let's make it look kind of cool, right? So you can set it on the coffee table and it's almost like this conversation piece. Again, don't make me feel old. So we took a very different design approach. So that helps with some of that. Okay, all right, this isn't as bad as these other things I've seen. I don't mind putting this in my home. But then uh, again, building on top of that, it's embracing, they're embracing it as a communication uh, and way to re reach out and uh, uh, communicate with their loved ones and, and making that as easy as possible for them. So that's for where you see the elderly that may have been reluctant for various reasons. And I get it right in the past saying, you know what? Yeah, this, this is going to make my life better. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it in the home. You know, we don't have cameras. They said, don't put, we don't want cameras in the home. Yeah. So that's kind of where a line was drawn. Now, I think what's interesting, so, so no cameras, but I think what is interesting as more of the care evolves and that home becomes a center of care and more care is done virtually, I think we'll see gradually maybe progression in that and the use of cameras perhaps, at least for that virtual care so the, so the physician and clinician can actually see somebody. Um, but for now, there's definitely a hesitancy around cameras in the home, which I quote yeah, I get it too. Data privacy. So all the, you know, Alexa and Siri stuff in the news, 
Um, I mean, does it record data? Does it keep it? Does it go on and you know quietly record you when it shouldn't be? How does that all that all that work? Yeah, that's interesting because we did hear a lot of people ask about about sure. Alexa and some of the concerns there. So we're very very careful, very aware of that, um, and um, you know, with HIPAA and everything else in in, in our industry, uh, very careful with the data. So no, we're not listening in and and, and doing some of the other some of those things that people have uh, have concerns about. We're very, very careful about that, absolutely. So talk to me about integration with other at-home pieces. Um, how, what do you think even now or in the future, where, where is this going, this care at the home? I mean, you've got, um, you know, Facebook has got, uh, uh, you know, entire systems that people can use to communicate. I mean, we're on uh, a Zoom right now talking uh, thousands of miles away. Um, and there's a lot of everything coming into the home, home visits from, you know, Medicare plan, people trying to set up home visits to make sure that, you know, medications are being taken. What's the integration of this look like? What's your vision uh, for this product uh, moving forward? I guess short term and then think about it a little longer. Yeah. So, so within our, uh, within our product, within our platform, we've uh, built in Bluetooth and Zigbee. And, and the idea there is, there's other um, services, other solutions that are gonna be in the home that we will need to integrate as that care needs progress. So maybe initially uh, somebody's at home and they, they want our device for the communication features, that safety feature, great. Uh, and then as their needs evolve, now maybe they've got a glucose monitor, blood pressure, um, other sorts of devices that are in the home. So with our Bluetooth technology, we can easily integrate with that and pull that data into the data that we're, we typically uh, have to provide a more comprehensive view of what's going on in the home and a more comprehensive view of, of the care and the needs that are there. And that, that really helps, again, as more and more care is being delivered in the home, um, trying to provide that full picture uh, and, and provide clinicians as much data as possible so they know what's going on um, when they're doing their virtual care or, or working with their, uh, with their patients. Very important. And we're, we're seeing some cool really cool evolution there. There's some wearable patches that are very uh, small, uh, capture uh, respiratory and other um, uh, key information that we don't capture, but we're integrating with kind of leading, leading companies in that remote patient monitoring space to, to augment the data that we capture. Tell me some stories about uh, uh, how, your, uh, how it's been used. I mean, I'm sure you got a million of them. Yeah, we do a couple of interesting things. So, so one is what we're finding is about 45% of the time when somebody indicates, hey, I need help, what typically happened would you know, be a speed dial. If you're wearing your button, it was a speed dial to 911 in essence. But what we find is, again, about 45% of the time, um, that person doesn't want, doesn't need 911 coming to the house, kicking the door down, right, and taking a trip in the ambulance to the hospital and all the costs and everything else associated with that. They just need a little help. Maybe their arthritis is acted up, they're locked up, they're stuck on the couch, right? They just need somebody to come help them, uh, but not, not 911. So we're seeing some really interesting things with that. And, and we make it very easy for the elderly to reach out to their loved ones in that sort of situation, not necessarily an emergency, right? Um, so that's that's been really interesting. Uh, let's see, some other real life stories. We had a great story. One of our uh, customers, uh, was, uh, I believe it was a gentleman, bought it for his mom. Um, his mom had been dealing with some health issues over the, the previous couple of months and uh, been to a doctor a few times, just wasn't feeling right, tired, just, just not, not herself. Um, long story short, the, the son bought our unit, plugged it in, and the air quality uh, indicator went off right away. 
and the gas fireplace we, we came to find out was admitting three, four, oh, five yeah. the amount of gas it should. Um, nobody had any idea. That's why mom wasn't feeling good. Uh, we picked it up and uh, of course he was able to uh, get in touch with the gas company right away and get, get that fixed. So those are the sort of stories that we hear that, that really keep us going, right? Um, and, uh, and are so rewarding when you think about just trying to help, help people. So this is something I can buy. This is something anyone can buy. Yeah, absolutely. You can. We uh, we sell it uh, right off of our website. Uh, we have some other partnerships, strategic partnerships, companies that are dealing with um, the elderly, uh, supporting caregivers. So there's a variety of ways to um, you know, obtain our, our product, but absolutely you can buy it direct, direct from us. Yeah. Let's say I'm a caregiver and well, I don't know, I'm maybe 12 hours away. And yep. I worried about my mom getting a little older. I go on your website, I buy the product, I set it up next time I'm down. Yep. How do I how do I pitch this to my mom? Um, how do I how do I pitch it? Give me the pitch. All right. So so mom, I'm gonna make it easy for for you and I to talk. Um, talk right through this hub, right? You press this button and we'll be connected. It's auto answers. You don't even have to get off the couch, mom, when I call you anymore. We can talk right through this hub. And then on top of that, if you ever need emergency support or if you need uh, help with anything, uh, it is literally a voice away, if you will. Again, mom, you don't need to wear a button. It's a voice away. Uh, emergency is our trigger word. That'll trigger the system and get your mom the, the help she needs. And very uh, sit in the background um, and just meant, meant to be there to, to help uh, if, if needed. Paul, what else? What other questions did I not ask that I should have that you want to talk about? Um, yeah, I, some really good questions. You know, I think a couple of other points that maybe we didn't touch on is I think again, being that caregiver, being in that in that role, and and others that are in that caregiver role. One is there's a lot of us out there, okay, playing this caregiver role. It's different data points. It's like 45, 50 million of, of us that play to one degree or another this primary caregiver role. So you're not alone, okay? Um, we all struggle with it, the work-life balance. Um, so what's interesting is you know, if you're out there, you're struggling with this role, um, we're seeing some uh, innovative employers starting to think about that caregiver support role, right? They've done a great job on the maternity, paternity side of benefits and, and support. Now they're saying, you know what? I've got my employees that are dealing with this caregiver role and it's uh, it's impacting them negatively and it's, it's hard to balance everything. So how can I support them? So. Again, you're not alone. If you if you need help, get get the help. And the good news is, there is technology out there now that that can that can help. Uh, there's a lot of different solutions out there. Obviously, love to check us out. But um, there's there's help um, to make make life uh, better for your loved one. And and again, peace of mind. I feel like I'm a broken record, but peace of mind for for you as that caregiver. How do we find you on the internet? And how do we find more about your company and about you and what you do and and um, how do we find you? All right. Well, uh, listen, I'm out there on LinkedIn, Paul Rooney. Check me out. Um, and then obviously, please go check out our, our website, uh, allocare.com. Take a look at our products, um, see what we're doing. And I think you'll find it cool, uh, helpful, uh, always open to other ideas as, as people are struggling with this caregiver role. Um, we're, we're always looking to innovate and, and add to what, we are, uh, what we're doing to try and help more and more people. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Paul. I appreciate you uh, being on the show. Matt, super. Great to connect. Okay. Thanks for having me. 
My thanks to Paul Rooney for a fantastic conversation. Please check out Allocare at allocare.com. Check out the show notes and websites discussed during the show at mattferret.com. And of course, please subscribe to the podcast on your podcast platform of choice. I'd also appreciate it if you'd subscribe to the Matt Ferret Show YouTube channel, which you can get to through mattferret.com or by searching for the Matt Ferret Show on YouTube. Until next time, to your wealth, wisdom, and wellness, I'm Matt Ferret, and thanks for tuning in. The Matt Ferret Show, related content, publications, and MF Media LLC is in no way associated, endorsed, or authorized by any governmental agency, including the Social Security Administration, the Department of Health and Human Services, or the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. The Matt Ferret Show is in no way associated with, authorized, approved, endorsed, nor in any way affiliated with any company, trademark names, or other marks mentioned or referenced in or on The Matt Ferret Show. Any such mention is for purpose of reference only. Any advice, generalized statistics, or opinions expressed are strictly those of the host and guests of The Matt Ferret Show. Although every effort has been made to ensure the contents of The Matt Ferret Show and related content are correct and complete, laws and regulations change quickly and often. The ideas and opinions expressed on The Matt Ferret Show aren't meant to replace the sage advice of healthcare, insurance, financial planning, accounting, or legal professionals. You are responsible for your financial decisions. It is your sole responsibility to independently evaluate the accuracy, correctness, or completeness of the content, services, and products of, and associated with, The Matt Ferret Show, MF Media LLC, and any related content or publications. The thoughts and opinions expressed on The Matt Ferret Show are those of the host and The Matt Ferret Show guests only, and are not the thoughts and opinions of any current or former employer of the host or guests of The Matt Ferret Show, nor is The Matt Ferret Show made by, on behalf of, or endorsed or approved by any current or former employer of the host or guests of The Matt Ferret Show.